Hello there, this is the Psychology Report, and this is Dr. Alan Hedberg. You know, most of you do not know the name of Nicole Smith. Now, Nicole Smith is from Canada, and a young lady who is in her early years of uh, 30s, early 40s, and who has lived now for a while with heart failure and kidney failure and was most recently diagnosed with cancer. Now life looks pretty bleak for Nicole Smith. Life would look bleak if you were Nicole Smith. You know, it's a time that you either give up or you make the best of the situation that you have in front of you and the circumstances with which you now have to live or can live if you so choose. None of those diseases sounds like they're going to end in a happy note. She has three of them. So her life, her future is on the line. Nicole Smith was interviewed recently and a series of questions was raised uh, with her and I want to just take a couple of those and bring those to your attention. If you are in a situation like this where you have a terminal illness or you have a very serious long-term life complicating illness this story is for you. If you have it in your family, perhaps your mother, your father, your grandma, your uncle, an aunt, somebody else in your family, a friend that has a disease that will not end. A life challenging circumstance that's going to go on and on and on. How do you live with it? So Nicole was interviewed and a series of questions was asked of her but the one that really caught my attention asked about her doctors. What kind of people they are? Her primary doctor. What kind of a person is he? How does he interact with her? How does he help her? How does he doctor her, not only her illness, but her life at this point in time? Here's what she said. He's optimistic without giving false hope. Now that's a pretty good statement. You want a doctor that gives optimism, that expresses optimism, exudes optimism characterizes optimism but you don't want him to be just giving platitudes of false hope so that was very important to her she wanted to say he was a compassionate person without crossing the lines of the doctor-patient relationship all too often compassion leads to missteps and misbehavior on the part of a doctor or a patient one towards the other but in her case, she identified this man as a compassionate man, but he maintained his doctor-patient relationship in high regard. She went on to say, he gave me time to process my giving, or by giving me information, and then pausing to let me process that information. You see, a doctor can just rattle off all they know about an illness or a disease and then give you a whole lecture in the matter of a few minutes 
of what this disease is all about and what it's going to do and how you're going to suffer from it and what the end result might be. But that's not the kind of information one needs. One needs to be spoon-fed that information. Pausing so that you have time to digest it. Think it through. Think through the implications. Understand it. Maybe not in a matter of seven minutes either. Might take 17 minutes to do that. You know, but it might take a couple different appointments also. It isn't a matter of just spewing out information. That's not the kind of doctor you need and want. You want a doctor that gives you bite pieces of positive, helpful, but truthful information that you can digest and that you can understand what's going on so that you are in a better position from that point on to to be a knowledgeable patient but in a sense to be your own doctor and the last thing she said is he felt for me there was empathy there was compassion there was a feeling of caring and concern and interest he felt for me she understood that here's a doctor with emotion an emotion that included her and her circumstances emotion that was very critical to her life and to her future another question that was put to uh, Nicole Smith related to the conversations that she had not only with the doctor but with other staff members who were taking care of her treating her in the hospital in the clinic in the office she stated conversation doesn't have to go perfectly the communication just has to be real and I think that's really the essence of what takes place between a doctor and a patient a patient that responds to treatment a patient that does well under treatment maybe even recovers under treatment a patient that has had communication with the doctor but it's been real it's been truthful it's been honest it's been communication that one can digest and understand in language that one can understand and and in verbal descriptions that can be understood so Nicole Smith you're wise we wish you well as you continue your path in dealing with heart failure kidney failure and now cancer but you'll do well because you have a doctor who cares a doctor who understands a doctor who wants you to make it and to make it well and to do well and to do right for yourself and for your family but another question came to my mind in reading this article and understanding Nicole Smith a little bit what about the situation if you are living with a serious illness what if you're living with one what if you have heart disease what if you have cancer failure I mean cancer or liver failure what if you have diabetes you know what if you have pneumonia that doesn't quit chronic what if you have CODP PD PD what if you have asthma you know what if you have depression what if you have chronic anxiety you know what if you have some kind of a disease or disorder or illness that just goes on and on and on how do you live with it how do you deal with it well here are a couple ideas for you here's a couple thoughts that you can do 
You need to ask for what you need from your friends, from your doctor, from the staff, from the clinic, from the hospital, from your parents, from your friends, from your neighbors, people who call, people you worked with, people who are your associates and friends, your children, whoever is in your life, you need to ask for what you need, for what you want and what you think will be helpful to you. Be honest. What is important that you become comfortable, that you have your needs met at a time when other things are maybe more important in the lives of other people. First of all, ask for what you need. Speak up. Be assertive. Secondly, treat yourself. You know, you're the best doctor you have. You're the one that really knows you. You're the one that knows how you're responding to medication and how you're responding to the various treatment modalities that are applied. You know, when things go look are looking up and are going well, communicate that to others. Share that with others. Share that with your health team. Be honest as well, but it's important that you be comfortable. Treat yourself to what's important to you. There may be music that's important to you. There may be a place you'd like to go and visit. There might be a person that you want to see and maybe see several times and see regularly, like Tuesday with Maury. You may want to wear some clothing that otherwise you might not otherwise wear or wouldn't even give thought to it. Something that will give you a positive boost, something that will give you an up, something that will give you a bit of encouragement. Treat yourself. First, ask for what you need. Secondly, treat yourself. Thirdly, Set yourself up for success. You know, there are obstacles in your life to be sure. But there's also ways to succeed. There's also things that you can do that will give you a sense of success and a a sense of achievement. Read things that are positive. Watch movies that are positive. Watch humorous movies, if you will. Take yoga classes. Have therapy. Go to a group therapy. Go to a support group. Celebrate recovery at your church or in your community. Take time to learn what works for you and then helps you. Whatever will help you be successful. Talk to people, learn from others, share with others, and be part of a social system of support and encouragement and help. Number four, keep challenges in perspective. You know, it's true. You're you're fighting perhaps a losing battle. Perhaps you're fighting something that's going to be a long-term battle. You have to be careful in how you handle it. But you know you have to have energy for the day. You have to have energy for the week. You have to have energy for the long-term. Don't overextend yourself. Do something every day. Do achieve. Do involve yourself with others and socially. But don't overextend because you have to have energy to get you through the entire day, through the entire week, as you have opportunity from day to day to live. Make your health a focus, but make your energy level also a focus. And number five, understand your role in healthcare. You know, you're the knowledgeable patient. You're the one who knows when you need to see a particular doctor. You know when you need a second opinion. You know when you need to go to a doctor and not sit for hours in a waiting room. You know when you need to read something and your mind is ready to take on new information about your disease or your disorder or the problem you're facing. 
Understand your role. Understand what's wrong with you. Understand your health. Understand what will make you better. And ask. Reach out. And make sure it goes your way. It's your life. Number six, help others. You know, it's an opportunity for you to share your life with others. That can be helpful. An opportunity for you, perhaps on a certain day, to give something to somebody. To bake a cake, to bake cookies for somebody else. Because they do something for you. Part of it's exchange. You do something for them, they do something for you. Part of it is just the act of giving, the act of sharing. And we know that healthy people share. Healthy people give. And here's an opportunity for you to give to others. Maybe at times when otherwise you don't think about that. You just think about what people can give to you. Get your mind off yourself at a time and do something for other people. You know, and also number seven, draw from your faith. Your faith is there. Your childhood faith is still there. You might have walked away from the church. You might have walked away from your faith. You may not have the faith of what you had as a child. But you know, you did have a faith. Reclaim it. Revisit it. Reestablish it. Reach out and bring it back into your life. So your faith becomes part of your day-to-day life and your future. Live a life of faith. And let faith be utmost. And then lastly, ask people to talk to you and tell you the truth. You know, people have platitudes. People have quick answers. People have simple answers. People have ways to just kind of get through a situation and humor you. You may not want that. You may not need that. That may not even be helpful. What you need is truth. And remember what Nicole Smith said about her doctor? The conversations between us does not always go perfectly, does not only go well, not always go well. But the conversations are real. They just have to be real. You have to know that the other person cares and he's telling the truth and he's sharing from his heart and he's sharing from his emotions of empathy, compassion and concern. And you know, you can live. You can live well for as long as you live. You can live above it for as long as you live. Higher living. And even higher, higher living. At a time of distress and a time of disappointment. And a time of um, real hurt. And feeling of loss. And feeling of shortness of life. So, live life honestly. Always. Under all circumstances. Now, this has been the Psychology Report, and I'm Dr. Alan Hedberg, and I do refer you to a book in my website. My website is booksbyhedberg.com. Booksbyhedberg.com. In there, I wrote a book some time back, Achieving and Living a Healthy Lifestyle. And I talk about how to handle chronic illness, how to live above chronic illness, you know, how to live your life in an effective way, how to turn the tables on illnesses, diseases, and disorders, and problems. And how you can work with your doctor and how you can communicate with your doctor. Just a lot of information. Achieving and living a healthy lifestyle. I recommend the book to you and you can get it on my website, booksbyhedberg.com. Good to talk to you. This has been the Psychology Report. See you next time. Bye-bye.